Thank you. <clears throat> all right, turn with me to Hebrews 6 chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and I'm only going to read one verse. And uh, you, when you read the verse, you'll know what I'm going to preach on, too. Verse 3, he, he says, And this will we do, and here's the key to it, if God permit. Lord, we're thankful for your word, thankful for everything that you give us that you teach us in it lord i'm thankful for the great blessings i've had for the these 54 years of teaching it and lord i just pray that you'll see fit if it be your will to bless those here tonight for which in jesus name i pray amen thank you may be seated <coughs> excuse me title of my message tonight is very simple uh i was thinking Earlier, as I was in my study in there earlier, I was thinking, you know, that this is just a simple message, but I, I don't preach to simple people. That's the only key to it is. I don't preach to simple people, but it has to be a simple message because I'm a simple person. And certainly that's the only kind of message that I know to bring sometimes. But the title of this message is God's Will at Work. God's will at work. You know, we, uh, God will have, God will, God's will, God will have us to leave the rites and the ceremonies of the old law, which were the pictures of the gospel of Christ, and go on to a more perfect knowledge of the truth. That's what God would have us to do. That's God's will for our life. That's God's, that everything that God does is with us, he's pointing us to a much greater and and much and much better things uh, to come, you know we 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 think that there's some enjoyment here in this world, which there's not a whole lot anymore, uh, but a lot of enjoyment here in this world. But I want to tell you, it won't, it will not, it will not even sh be a shadow of the thing that God has coming for us. And, what God has willed for us to do. And certainly we're thankful for that, you know. Oh, you know, the, these, these Jews here, you know, they still, they still worshipped the rites and the ceremonies of the old law, but uh, they're living under the gospel age. You know, though all those things were done away with in Christ. This is the reason that we are, <clears throat> we are not to, Celebrate days over the powers of the gospel of Christ. You know, uh, we don't go back and celebrate these. There's nothing that we celebrate that we should celebrate that is any greater than the Lord Jesus Christ. Any greater than the gospel that is preached uh, to us and has been preached to us over the years. Those who don't learn the truths are a hindrance to the truth. You know, the one God, God wills. And you might say, well, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Well, I'm telling you tonight what God's will is for your life, what God's will is for my life, what God's will has been for my life for all these years. Uh, but many, many just hinder the gospel in their life because they will refuse to live 
the life that God would see fit, and they refuse to learn the truths and, and store them in their hearts and their souls to where that uh, uh, hide it in their heart that they won't sin against God. You know, that's the key to it right, right there, that they won't sin against God. Uh, but um, we would rather today celebrate days and times and years we much rather do that, a lot of people would, than to be in the Lord's house celebrating the perfect salvation of the Lord. You know, this salvation that we have is a perfect salvation. It's one that was, that was, that was given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ who went to uh, Calvary and died on a tree there for every one of us that, that are saved. He, he, he had that purpose in mind. The Bible says he set his he set his eyes like flint toward that one thing, and that is to die for his children. And he did that. And because of that, it was this uh, the great apostle who said, "How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How should we how should we escape? How are we going to get out of it? How you know if, if we reject it? And, and that's what we do sometimes. We reject it when we find other things that are more pleasing to us than the Word of God and, and, and the Lord and, and what He would have us to do. Uh, again, I'll, I've said this many times over the years, uh, you know, I would rather see people who want to come to church, as Brother Sam just prayed, than to see people who feel they have to come to church. You, you don't have to come to church. My prayer to God is you will want to come to church. You want to be here. You want to be in God's house. You don't want to be anywhere else on Sunday morning and Wednesday nights. You want to be in God's house. So how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? There is no escaping the chastisement of the Lord. None whatsoever. That's what he's referring to here when he says this. There, there is no escaping chastisement. Chastisement is going to come. Modern Christians don't respect God's chastisement. If they did, they wouldn't do the things they do. If they respected God's chastisement, you know, I'm not sure today, I don't know, maybe, maybe Brother Mike has seen it in his ministry over the years, uh, but uh, I don't know of any uh, who just, uh, what I'm trying to say is, I don't know of any that, don't respect God's chastisement. Or I don't know of any that uh, knows or have been chastised by the Lord. You know, uh, we, we go through the, te the, you know, you read after Spurgeon. You read after some of those old Puritan preachers. And, and they talk a lot about chastisement. They talk a lot about, uh, uh, I know that... Uh, Spurgeon himself, Spurgeon was, uh, Spurgeon had a problem with the depression. And as a result of it, you know, he, he called that some of the chastisement that God had brought up on him, uh, the, the depression that he had, he would have to take off for sometimes two or three months at a time. And he would go down on the coast and, and, and he would stay at his, what he called it, his bungalow just to get away and, and to get, get his mind back in shape. Now, I want to tell you, folks, when God gets a hold of you, you, you may not even know who you are. 
You may, you may not even know what you're doing. You may not even be able to even look up, you know, when you realize that the chastising of the Lord is, is up on you or even up on a family member or up on a, a brother Mike was telling me about his son Jeremy. I, I don't know what he's going through right now, but he's going through a lot. And, and, and I know that it has confused his life, and, and as he was telling me. So uh, we know that the chastisement is there. And, uh, and my question is, if, if, if we don't have chastisement in our life, are we truly saved? That's my question. Are we truly saved? It's not for me to judge anybody. It's not for me to say of anybody. I don't, I, I don't say at funerals that I know that somebody was saved, or, or I don't say at funerals, I know somebody was lost. Uh, and uh, But, uh, you know, the question we have, are they truly saved? Uh, I can't say for sure, but I would love to think that everybody I preach to are saved people. I would love to think that. I love to think that in my heart, that I know without a shadow of doubt that everybody is a saved person. But I don't know that. I don't know your heart. God, God's the only one that knows your heart. That's where this, and we're going to get into God's will at work in just a few minutes. The only way to move forward in the Lord is to be taught the truth of the word. That's the only way to move forward. You can't move forward unless you're taught the truth of the word. You, I don't, I don't understand it. You know, I, I ask, I talk to people. There's two men that come about every morning and drank coffee with me. And uh, there, one of them is a Methodist, the other one is a Baptist. And sometimes they come and drink coffee with me in the mornings. And, and I, I have t- I talked, I've talked to them several times. And, uh, and, and, you know, and one of them told me, he said, our pastor just don't teach anything. He said he just doesn't teach us anything. I'll ask him questions about the church, I'll ask them questions about the, do, the, the doctrines of, of grace and such and such as this. And they say, well, they just don't teach it. They just don't teach it. And, and I want to tell you, folks, if you're going to move forward in the Lord, you have to be taught the truth. You have to be taught the truth of the Word. And then, then secondly, not only do you have to be taught the truth of the Word, you have to listen and you have to take it in, as I said earlier, You've got to hide those things in your heart that when it's time come for you to sin against the Lord, those things are going to be brought back up to your remembrance. That's, that's, what, ha- that's what has to happen to this. <clears throat> but if one is to be taught the word, then one must be in the house of the Lord. You know, if, if you don't come to the house of the Lord, you're not going to get taught anything. You, you're just going to run around out there like a... Like of, uh, like the pilgrim uh, of uh, Pilgrim's Progress, he was just running around looking for somewhere to stop, somewhere to go, somewhere to be, you know. We don't want to be like that. We want to know what God would have us to do. We want to we wanna do what God would have us to do, and we want to grow. And just like I said Sunday, you know, teach me, O oh Lord, teach me, Lord, that I can grow, that I can go forward. And, and that's, that's the will of God for our life. Will of God for your life is not just sit there and warm a pew every now and then. The will of God for your life, if you're saved, and I'm talking to saved people, if you're saved, the will of God for your life is that you move forward. 
that you grow in grace and you grow in knowledge of the Lord. That's, that's the will of the Father for your life. And, and I want to tell you, uh, uh, if you don't, then there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Either you're not being taught, which most of you know that I've been pastoring here going on 37 years, I believe it is. I think Karen and Sam have to keep up with it because I started pastoring them right after they got married. And so, uh, so I think it's going on 37 years that I've been pastoring here and pastoring these folks. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, God expects us to grow. He expects us to go forward. That's, that's part of God's will for our life is he expects us to go forward. So in order to do that, we have to be in the Lord's house to learn the truths that, that God has for us. Um, I've said it like this before. You know, when, when you come to Landmark Baptist Church, you're going to get fed sheep feed. You're not going to be fed hog slop. You're going to be fed cheap, sheep food. Well, that's just the way it is in a lot of places. A lot of places today, they're served hog slop. They're not, they're not served sheep food. Sheep will only eat sheep food. They, they won't eat hog slop. You ever see an old hog eat slop? Boy, my dad used to have them, and we, we had a slop bucket, we called it. A slop bucket out at the, in the corner of the old porch. And whenever mom would have some scraps, she'd go out there and dump them in that slop bucket. When that slop bucket got full, he had two five-gallon buckets. Dad would carry it down to the hog pen, and he'd pour it in the trough. And like David Collier said, those old hogs would stick those snoots in there, and you know they would just they would suck that stuff up and they'd eat it. But I want to tell you, sheep would not touch it. Sheep would not touch it. Sheep are very contrary people. They're a very contrary flock. Sheep is. My, we used to, uh, we didn't raise sheep. The guy that we lived on his place had sheep. And, and we had a, we had a lamb that, that was raised up with me and, and it became my pet. And his name was Bimbo. And we would go out and, uh, and we'd go out in the field to move the, in the wintertime, you move the sheep into the, uh, into the barn because that's where they would that's where they would drop their 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 lambs was was during that time so you had to move them into the barn so we'd go out to the field to bring them in and put them in the barn and all we did is we just yelled for bimbo bimbo'd come running like a little dog bimbo'd come running and i'd pick i'd pick him up and i'd carry him through the gate guess who followed all the other sheep they all followed. Wherever Bimbo went, wherever I took Bimbo, they would follow. You didn't have to drive them. They would follow. They would follow all the way to the barn. You'd take, I used to take Bimbo in my arms, and I'd take him all the way into the barn, and all those other sheep would go in the barn. And we would stay there all night with them and, and watch them as they, as they brought forth their babies. And, you know, sheep are funny things. They really are. Some of them, I know people don't realize this, but some of them, some of the mothers wouldn't claim their children. I don't know why. We never did know why. So there, there's a lot of little lambs that, that, the, that the, you would have, and, and you'd have to find a, another you that would accept that lamb 
to suckle that, that other mother because they would just drop them and leave them. You, you, you try to take them to them, the old, you'd take off running. I don't know why they did that. They were funny, they were funny people. Well, you know, the sheep of the Lord are funny people too. They're odd people. They're odd as far as the world's concerned. You know, we're the oddest people in the world as far as the world is concerned. And, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, the world don't, world don't love the truth. The world doesn't love God's people. As a matter of fact, Jesus, and if you believe anything he said, and I believe everything he said, he said, <clears throat> they will hate you. They hated me, and they'll hate you. The world doesn't love God's people. You know, but I'm telling you, boy, we can find more friends in the world than we can in the house of God. You know, we, we, we can find more joy with people of the world than we can in the house of God. You know, it's great joy. I, uh, I get to where, uh, anymore my life has gotten to where I just can't wait for this time to come. I can't wait for Sunday morning to come. I can't wait for Sunday afternoon to come. I mean, Wednesday afternoon. Evening. I can't wait. I want to be here. I want to preach a message that God has given me, and, and I want to preach it to you folks. And uh, that's that today, right now. That's the will of God is for my life. But but you you need to be in the house of the Lord, listening and not daydreaming, in order to learn the truths. The only way you're going to learn them, if if one comes to the Lord, Lord's house on the Lord's day, one will surely be taught the truths. That the world, in the, that those in the world tend to, uh, those in the world really hate. They, they they don't they don't love the truths. They don't love them at all. You know, you 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 just follow me around sometime when I used to go out a lot. Don't do it anymore because of this virus. But uh, but you should have followed me around a lot. I talked to a lot of people. Talked to lots of people. And and uh, I'd go to the hospital almost every day to visit somebody, and he can't even do that anymore. They won't let you in, you know. And uh, you got to have a medical record of a mile long before they'll even let you come in the door. And uh, but uh, but the thing about it is, is uh, is we used to I used to go. I used to talk to a lot of people, and I want to tell you folks, people hated what we uh, we we've had some people that have looked at. Looked at our, uh, I think Emily, every time they sing every morning, Emily, uh, uh, she, she videos it and, and she puts it on Facebook. Had a fella come to me the other day. He said, I want, I've got a question for you. I said, what's that? He said, why is that woman singing got a head covering on? Why she got her head covered? She said, he said, that's silly looking. I said, it is to you. But I said, it's not in the house of God. I said, that's, that's what the Bible teaches. I can't help it. You may not agree with that. But I can't help it. The Bible teaches that a woman is to cover her head when she's in the, when she's worshiping. And certainly that is something a man is to uncover his. You know, the Bible says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Now, yeah, I teach those things, Mike. And, and, and let me tell you, folks, it's, it's something that, that, that we've got to realize that the world hates those things. They hate those teachings. When, when you said, I've, I've had so many questions about what we believe and, and what we follow here at Landmark Baptist Church. I even had one man, 
Every time somebody talked talking about church, he'd say, well, he don't do that. They start talking about something with church. Well, he don't do that. Well, he don't teach his church to do that. So you just might as well don't, don't get him started because he's going to say some things that you're not going to agree with. But, but that, that's, that's the way it is. They hate it. Yes, there are many adversaries to the truth, and, and every one of them will raise their ugly heads every time the truth is preached. They'll raise their ugly heads. You might say to me what, you might say to me that you, <clears throat> you, you might say to me, well, I have a lot more important things to do. Well, you will follow the truth every time if you are one of his children. You will follow the truth. You will want to know the truth. You want to know what the truth is because he teaches that in the word. He teaches that in the word that we will follow the truth. My sheep, my sheep follow me, and I know every one of them. What he said, my sheep follow me, and we know that. You will follow the truth every time if you're one of his. The ending of verse 3 states, and this is the last part of my message, it says, if God permits. Now, I don't know, I believe in the permissive will of God. I believe God has a permissive will. I believe God will will permit people to do things and let them go ahead and do things. I always say this, that God, it was God's permissive will to give Judah a, 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 a rotten rope. When Judah, when Judah betrayed the Lord, he went out and he hanged himself on a rotten rope. That rope broke and he bashed his bowels on the rocks. Yeah, that, that, that's God's permissive will. Let me say this again. God's permission is abundantly given to those who he has called to preach the gospel. Listen, and to, and those who he has called to listen to the gospel and to learn the gospel of the wonderful grace of God. That's God's permissive will. God permits us to do that. He permits us to listen to those things. You know, I've heard some of the men here pray over the years, Lord, I'm just thankful that I'm able to come to the Lord's house. Well, what would it be if you wasn't able to come to the Lord's house? What would it be, you know? You see, you, you, you're thankful that God permitted you to be here tonight. God permitted you to be here tonight. He made, he made the way that you could be here tonight. Like Brother Sam prayed just a while ago, he said a lot of people could be here if they would just put forth a little more effort. Now, Brother Sam, you will be here if God permits you to come. Now, think about what I'm saying just for a moment. That's, 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 this is the rest of my message. Now, why does God send men like myself all over the world to preach the gospel to every creature, and he also takes care of them while he sent them to do it? Why did he do that? Why, why did he... Why did Jesus say preach the gospel to every creature? Then he calls men to go out and do that. Now, I started out my ministry in Illinois. And I moved down to Kentucky and I pastored there and now I'm down in Georgia. You know, why does God do that? Why does God send men like that? Well, he just does. Why does God take care of them? God, God has taken very good care of me in the ministry. Taking good care of me right now. Taking, he took good care of me all, all through the ministry. Yeah, I worked a job. But these people here that I have pastored, 
for the last 37 years, going on 37 years, will tell you I never missed a funeral. I never missed a hospital visit. I, I never missed a special thing, a, a revival or anything at church. I had a job that would permit me, that God permitted me to be there when I was needed. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I tell you, that's, that's God's permissive will and God permitting us. God will permit any in the church who has a desire to witness, teach, or instruct. God will permit them to do so. You know, he'll, he'll permit you. Some people say, well, I can't teach. Well, God will permit you to teach, and he'll take care of you while you teach. He sure will. He, God, God permits his children to do these things. All of us must learn that God permits many things, good or bad, to happen. He permits many things, good or bad, to happen. He permits them to happen. And, and you know, and I've said this many times, you know, Satan can't do a thing without God's permission. Satan can't touch you without God's permission. You, you, better, you better pray that God won't permit him to touch you. He can't touch you. He couldn't touch Job. Even, even old Satan told God, Said, uh, said, I, I can't. Said, you're going to have to lift it, lift, lift the heads from around him. Well, I can't, I can't touch him. But God permitted him to go and touch Job, and He told him, He said, Now you can do anything you want to to him. Just don't take his life. How many times have we maybe thought that God has done that to us? And God has, God has let Satan take us and sift us and use us as he sees fit to do so. Now, God, sometimes sometimes God does that. God permits all afflictions. Uh, let me say this. God permits things, we said, all bad and, and good. And, and uh, he permit, God permits all afflictions, all persecutions, all wicked things the devil does. All temptations of Satan, all heresies, and even immortalities, God permits those things. It's, it's amazing that uh, there's a hard-shell Baptist preacher across town, and uh, he, 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 answer, he answered questions. He, people gave him questions. He had a little place in a newspaper where he'd answer questions. Somebody asked him a question one time, was, is it God's will for somebody to die? He said, oh, no. Now, he was a hard-shell Baptist preacher who's supposed to believe in the sovereignty of God, supposed to believe in the will of God for life. He said, no. He said, God does not permit people to die. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. You can't die without God's permission. You can't live without his permission. What, what could have God done with these little babies that just come along. Boy, he sent them and they're healthy, healthy as they can be. What, what is it? And, and when Griffin Nally's baby comes, you know, God will permit it to be healthy. That's, if, if that baby's healthy, God permits it to be healthy. You know, God, God permits everything. Listen, folks, nothing happens that God has not willed to happen. Nothing happens. Say that again. Nothing happens that God has not willed to happen. Nothing. 
that God has not willed to happen. That just, just amazed me that people just think that they're freelancers. They're just going out here and making their own choices of what they want to do and what they're going to do. If you're like that, you're lost. If you think if you think you're walking around in the world freelancer and doing as you please, you're lost. You're not saved. That's just as simple. You know, because God, God, God is in control of everything. If God is if God permits us to do this, you're going to, you're going to be interested in what verses four, five, and six teaches. Because he talks about that it's impossible for us to lose our sal our salvation once we have it. But that's God. He said we he said we'll do whatever God permits. God permits us to have eternal security and all this. And 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 he says, and this we will do. And this we will do. In the first part of that, if God permits, and this we will do. There is no there is no maybe, no error. No haphazardness on the part of God. There's nothing done in this world that God does not give permission to do. Satan's work is done at the permission of a sovereign God. Our work is done at, at the permission of a sovereign God. LBC, Landmark Baptist Church's work, is done at the permission of a sovereign God. God is incomplete of everything, all times, everything. He's in. He is in control of everything. He's in complete control of everything. Everything that happens, God's in complete control of it. And I tell you, once you learn those things, and if you're one of the Lord's children, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. I tell you, that's a blessing. That's a blessing to know. That's a blessing to believe. That's a blessing to understand. You know, if, if we're going around wondering why this happened to us, you know, uh, that's like Job's three friends, Eliphaz, Zophar, and Bildad. You know, they, they told Job, they said, we know what's wrong with you. Job said, I don't even know what's wrong with me. Job said, I don't even know what's happening. They said, we know. And then they went, they went with their speeches on how Job had sinned a terrible sin, and that's the reason he was in the shape he's in. Job says, I have not. Job, Job knew that what was happening to him was 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 guided by the Lord and he knew that these three friends did not know what they were talking about. They didn't know what they were talking about. You know, if you have friends like that, they don't know what they're talking about. If they think they know what's wrong with you, you they don't know what they're talking about when it comes to spiritual things. Matter of fact, you'll see more about this in my message for Sunday. So let's let's be dismissed this time and I want to thank the Lord for